For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. Once again, it's Chuck Campisi with Tony Dick, and we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can find us at Believe.com and also at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V. Football is here, and we're almost halfway through. Again, most of us can't go to the games, but we can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Last week, I was two and one. Tony was one and two. Cody Parker kept me from going three and zero. Oh, kept Tony from going two and one. Thanks for the missed extra point. However, on the season, sixteen and five for myself, fourteen and seven for Tony. If you've been following us, you've been making money. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. 
Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony, there is a lot to cover today. We're going to talk about the Bengals game. We're going to talk about the Raiders game. Obviously, the big news coming out of the Bengals game was OBJ's injury and Baker's performance thereafter. What are your thoughts generally on those issues, the Bengals games? Uh, well, you know, starting with OBJ, certainly um, we want to be we want to be completely sensitive to the fact that um, with Odell being out. Um, that's not a, a good thing. I mean, it's you know you, you never want to lose a player. Um, for as much as you, you know, we you know at least I stated um, prior to the game, I, I felt like he was a distraction. He was um, you know uh, someone that I, I would be okay with us not having around. <laughs> you, you, well, you certainly don't want him to not be around because of an injury. Yes, I, I mean this is not how you want it to happen. Yeah, but um, that being said, I, I mean you. you you are still. I mean, you'd be insane to say that the team's not, um, you know, missing, gonna miss him. And, and I know people will say, well, you know, hey, the the team looked better after he uh, after he left. Well, the same thing happened when Chubb went down with the run game. Like that, th- there was that immediate kind of juice, right, where everybody's, hey, let's let's lift, let's everybody elevate our games and let's do it for Chubb. But that that hasn't lasted. I mean, our our backfield hasn't really torn it up. Since Chubb was gone, there's been a drop off, and I feel like the the same thing's going to happen, um, you know, as far as our our receiving game goes. There's going to be a little bit of a drop off, um, and people say, well, you know, he wasn't catching a ton of balls, but the thing, I mean, the reality is, he does attract attention, and that does help everyone else. So now Jarvis, we'll, we'll see what Jarvis has going into this game and in, in all the games hereafter because he's going to be the number one he'll be the guy that's getting doubled up he's the guy getting all the special attention and it's going to be up to Rashard Higgins and company to up their game because Rashard Higgins um he's he's the number two now I, I mean he's he's got he has to be consistently good and I you know to be honest I think he can I think um you know after his rookie season I I was looking for good things from him I thought his uh, growth and development was hindered a little bit last year because, I mean, the reality is when you got OBJ and everyone else, I mean, you, you know, there's only you only get one football to throw around, and so I felt like his development took a step back last year, and now we'll see what he's got. I mean, it, you know, it's it's like I said, not not the best way or not the way you're looking to get. Um, Odell off the roster, um, and certainly you're not going to get anything for him for a while now. But I, I think it's next man up, and, and I and you know as much as I bashed Baker, he did have a great second half. That's undeniable. But once again, he's going to have to prove that he can do that again. Also, I mean we, we've been on this roller coaster ride before, the ups and the downs. Can he consistently do that? Because if you look at the great great quarterbacks on the great teams. They do it every week. They don't just do it every fourth week or third week. They do it every Seventh week. week. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we'll see. We'll see. You, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. I think the OBJ, obviously the guy's talented, but let's look at his production since he's been here in Cleveland. That's what you're looking at. It's not, oh, this guy's – there's been plenty of talented players in the NFL that have not been great contributors to whatever teams. So, yes, he does draw a little bit of attention, 
but I don't know how much attention he's been drawing because he just hasn't been putting up the numbers. And you're saying, well, that's because he's drawing that attention. Well, nobody else has been putting up the numbers either. So what attention is he drawing that no one on the roster is putting up great reception numbers? Yeah. You know, Nick Chubb was dominating when he was here and, and playing and, and healthy. But OBJ, to me, the distraction from the field standpoint and this is where I think it could potentially help Baker, is that I think Baker, so young in his career, not growing with the receiver, but having a receiver come in at the level that Odell was, felt he had to keep him happy. Yeah. So he would overly focus on him. By the time you get off that read and you realize that he is drawing a certain level of attention, it's too late to move to somebody else. Yeah. And that was holding him back. Hopefully we can see, hey, now I'm just going to get the ball to whoever's open. And I'm moving off that first read immediately. I'm moving. If you're not open, I'm going to two. I'm going to three. And I'm going to get the ball out. And I think that's where it might help him. Because I think the weapons, even with Odell out, are still there. Right? You're looking. Harrison Bryant, and I said this when we drafted him, I thought that was the best pick the Browns made that draft. You can go back and listen to the to the old podcast. Yeah. So that third-round pick, in my opinion, was the best pick they made. He had a great game on Sunday. You got him in there. You get Hooper back, right? So Hooper was out, and I understand some of those passes might have gone to him. You got Joku in. You got three good tight ends. You got Landry. You got some good running backs. I think Higgins can step in there. Right, Peoples Jones made an amazing uh, catch there on that yeah. touchdown. Maybe he can, hey, maybe he can be your third receiver, and then that's fine. Or maybe you're going with your two sets, like I said last week, and just running two tight ends every time because that's what this Stefanski offense is. It worked pretty well in Minnesota with Thielen and Diggs and the two tight ends they had in Minnesota. Yeah. So why can't it work here? Obviously, you never want to see somebody get injured, but. We're really going to see what Baker has now. This is it. To me, the, these next nine weeks are going to determine whether you're picking up that fifth-year option or not. So he doesn't have to throw five touchdowns and, and complete 22 passes in a row every week. That would be great if he did. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to complain if, if that's what happens. But that's not necessarily what we need from him. We need him to just play consistent football and we really haven't seen that. He's had I don't I don't even know if he's want to say he's had a really good game other than this game. Yeah. This season. I mean, he's he really he hasn't thrown for 300 yards yet. So even this past week he didn't throw for 300 yards. This is the only game he's gone for over 250. And people can say, "Well, you know, hey, our running game. Well, like, as you mentioned, our running game hasn't been that great the past 3 weeks." So it's not like we're putting up 200 yards on the ground so he doesn't have to do anything. If you want to say that for the first few weeks, that's fine. I'll give you that. But the last three weeks, yeah. I, where has he been? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things. I, I mean, we, we kind of joke about the cycle, right? You know, we play a great team. We get smashed. Um, you know, the, the guys talk about being disrespected and, you know, that and they're going to change. They're going to do things better and then we play a team that sucks and we do well against them and they say see we told you we were going to do things better and then we play a good team so i, I think you know that that cyclical circle 
um, we got to get out of that, and we've got to we've got to be a flat line. Like they, we can't have the ups and the downs. The great teams don't do that. They're consistently. I'm um, doing the same thing, and I, and, and I realize it's been hard for us to establish our identity with the injuries we've sustained. But that's the other thing you need to do in the NFL. Yeah, you need you need to set yourself up so that you can overcome those types of injuries. Because every team has them. I mean, yeah, for us, welcome like, oh, to yeah. the NFL, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so we've we've got it. We have to get better with that. And, and you know, the reality is, hey, the other thing too is, you know, I find myself, you know, I find myself pausing and just thinking, what are you saying? Like, think about what you're saying. They're five and two. Like at this point. Enjoy the ride. Like I, I don't, I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl, but let's enjoy the ride, and and and, and let's enjoy the ride, realizing that, um, you, you know, there are some of us out there that are sane that just see this as us. That we're doing good things. We're not all, you know, buying into the fact that we're going to the Super Bowl. This is a team, okay. a a a work in progress. We need so many things on defense right now. There's no way we're making a run. There is one talented player on our defense. That is it. I mean, we have the defensive player of the year, and then we have 10 guys that maybe aren't even playing at a league average level. Yeah. I mean, Denzel will give you a play here or there, but he'll give up a play here or there, too. Well, and that's the, I mean, he's been in and out of the lineup. So, I mean, that's the thing is, hey, health is a skill. So, if you're not in the lineup, then you're not contributing. And that's where I say, yes, I agree. Denzel Ward is a better-than-average NFL player. But, hey, when you take the games he missed into the equation, then, you know what, you're not better than average because yeah. you're not on the field. Terrence Mitchell, I mean, there's a reason that apparently that guy isn't a receiver. I mean, it, it literally right into his, his yeah. hands. And and that led to a touchdown, yeah. right? I mean, they, Bengals go down and score a touchdown on that drive. So you could have kind of essentially maybe sealed that game there with that pick, but... You know, you, you stone hands it, and, and that's the tough part. And I agree with you. Yes, hey, we are 5-2. and two, Let's enjoy it. And what I said last week, I still think stands. They're last year's Bills, right, where they're going to beat every team that they're supposed to beat. They're going to lose probably to every team they're supposed to lose to. And then it's the games like, as we get into this week, where, you know, yeah, the Raiders are 3-3, three and three, so you can say, well, the Browns are better. They're... You know, they got a better uh, record. Well, the teams that the Raiders have lost to are, are pretty good, yeah. uh, and they've beat some pretty decent teams. I mean, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Saints. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Bucks, And then they lost to the Pats, which in a normal year I might say, hey, that's a fine loss. Uh, this year, I don't know, I guess it was Cam Newton pre-COVID. So... Uh, oh. Well, and let's be real too. I guess, I guess <laughs> here I go. I say you know let's 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 praise them, and now here I go into bash mode. I mean, okay, we beat Cincinnati, but look at the fashion that we we had to beat them in. Here's a team that before the season started, we had that game penciled in as a win, right? Uh, Cincinnati. I mean, come on, we're dysfunctional, but God, we're not Cincinnati, right? <laughs> I, I mean, we. I, I mean, literally, Baker had to have the game of the week in the entire NFL in order for us to have a chance to win that game. I mean, we to have a chance to win that game. We, we, we should have blown them out. I mean, on paper, we should have blown them out, and we had to have the game of the week to, to beat them. And, and that's, you know, at some level, that's got that's got to stop. It uh, does, but the, the thing about going into this Raiders game that, that I do like 
and as we get into the picks in a little bit. Uh, and I am a David Carr fan. I think, you know, he's been uh, he's been underrated, I think, his career. I just think he hasn't had the talent around him. So I, I like him. So I'm even going to say, you know, it's, it's nothing against the offense. Their defense is atrocious. The Raiders' defense is the 31st-ranked defense in the league. Jacksonville is the only worst defense. Dallas has a better defense according to the numbers than Vegas. So when you're looking at this Browns offense, this is a time for them to kind of come out and show it. Their offense is very good as well. They have a, they have a top 10 offense in the league, right? You're looking at Josh Jacobs. You're looking at Carr. Those are some talented guys on that team that you have to contend with from a defensive standpoint. But again, the nice thing is that you also have that defense that you're going up against that, uh, shall we say, even compared to the Browns, leaves something to be desired. It'll it'll come down to, uh, you you know, if, you know, since that is the case, what it's going to come down to us is not us not beating ourselves. We can't afford to have that first throw that Baker had. You can't afford to have those plays against Oakland because when you start having those plays uh, against a defense that you should be beating, now you give them the opportunity to have that ball on offense and they can score quick. I mean, you, you know, Carr and that offense, they've got they've got great wide receivers, fast wide receivers. Um, you know, they don't have to be Hall of Fame wide receivers to beat our secondary. They just have to be able to have one good move and yeah. some speed. And he's got that. I mean, you know, and, and he's an accurate guy. He's at 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, you know, certainly better than Baker numbers in those regards as far as control. And, and I think that that's the thing we have to be careful of is we um, – and that's why I, I say, hey, I, I kind of like a game like this because it, this will give us – a, a chance to kind of prove where we are, not just physically, but mentally. Uh, are we able to come off of a win like Cincinnati and build on it? Or, or are we going to come into this game thinking, hey, we beat Cincinnati, uh, we're 5-2, and two. Yeah, we'll just show up and we'll win this one. Yeah. Um, and we, I did say David Carr. I meant Derek. All right? Derek they are yeah. brothers. All yeah. right, yeah. It shows my age You got the deep, there. deep part, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I don't know. Going into this game, I think – the keys are going to be um, on defense. We've got to step it up, and it can't just be the Miles Garrett show. It, 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 other people have to show up. Well, that's um, the thing. I mean, because you know, Josh Jacobs is a good running back. You know, Waller is a great tight end. Uh, Aguilar, apparently, when he was with the Eagles, his he had Vaseline on his gloves. Apparently, now with the Raiders, he's got stickum on his hands. The guy can't drop a pass i mean if you've seen some of the catches he's made this year you got hunter renfro there so you got guys you know are going to make some catches i don't know if you have anybody that you think is going to burn you deep which i think helps this browns offense or defense in that they can keep things in front of them without worrying about somebody necessarily getting behind them and maybe you can get a little closer to the box maybe that helps the run defense a little bit However, maybe Garrett can't get to the quarterback because everything they're throwing is one, two, three, throw, right? And that's the possibility is if he's not getting pressure, how great does the defense hold up? I think they can do it. I think this is a really nice opportunity for them to step up against a quality opponent. I'm not going to say it's the best opponent, yeah. but it's it's a Colts-esque game in my opinion. 
Well, the reality is they're coming all the way from. I mean, that factors in. They're coming all the way in from Vegas. I, I mean, that that's a huge factor on a weekend where we're going to be losing an hour of sleep. Uh, on top of that, I, I mean, I, I think that plays to our advantage being at home. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think, and the other thing too is we've we've got to get back to establishing a running game. It was great that Baker threw for all those yards and all those complete. But I think we, I'd like to see us, especially getting to the second half of the season, we have to have the ability to establish a solid running game every game. Um, and, and, and knowing that, okay, if we need to flip the switch and pass, okay, we know Baker can do that now, but. In order to win these games, October, November, December, uh, late in the year when the weather starts getting bad, you you have to be able to run the ball. Because um, as the weather gets bad, I don't know if I really want to count on Baker Mayfield to have a five-touchdown performance every week. <laughs> it's just I, I don't think that's a, a great way to um, set up your, your <laughs> run for the playoffs. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll really? See. Yeah. Well, All right. All right. <laughs> I guess. I guess. And, again, if we're looking at the stats, the – the Vegas offense, ninth in the NFL. The Browns offense moved up substantially, 15th. So top half of the yeah. league, I'll take that right now. Defensively, <laughs> well, we're dealing with some dregs here. Again, mentioned the Raiders at 31. Browns, 24. Um, substantially better than 31. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From that standpoint, the mixed extra point did not help the Browns special teams much at all. <laughs> My, uh, 29 is is where they sit at, but Vegas not much higher at uh, 22. I, so uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. You, you know, they, they, talk, <laughs> they talk about how, well, you know, since they moved the extra point back, like psychologically, like that's the one kick that you know where it's going to be at. You know the distance. You can practice it all day long. Like, how are you missing that kick? I mean, I could see maybe missing one a season, if that. But, I mean, come on, man. An extra point used to be automatic. Automatic to the point where I remember... Well, yeah, a... but they moved it back, I mean, what, 12 yards? Yeah, but, tw- I mean, I, come on, 12 man. yards? Okay, well, then why isn't every pass a 15-yard pass? As opposed to a 3-yard pass, right? It, it complicates it. I, I agree. I think the miss percentage is probably higher than it should be having having worked the nets for many years i can i can tell you a guy like matt stover even on the extra points was drilling that ball to where it would have been a 50 yard you know he could have made so i just don't going back 10 yards 12 yards i to me it shouldn't be that big of a factor uh i mean uh, i don't know i just i don't like our special team so well i'm not i made that i'm not disagreeing with you there as uh we, as we would have covered um, if we would have yeah, hit the extra yeah. point. Thanks. On, uh, the kids don't get Christmas. Like yeah, that. yeah. Thanks way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll get into this week's picks, Tony. Yes. We have it, – the line has moved. It, it, was, it was Browns minus three, so Oakland was getting three points. Uh, it's now two and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll go with the up-to-date line, you know, not the opening line. It is – Browns minus two and a half, Vegas plus two and a half, and then the over under is fifty one and a half. Man, I you know I got burned last week on on the you know, <laughs> the over under. I don't know how you took the under on. I just on, yeah, on I that. didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, Joe Mixon that kind of scared me uh, for um, Cincinnati, but uh, they apparently were able to overcome. 
Um, I'm just thinking, wet. well, the weather, the grass will be dry. The, the boys got that stuff tarped. Uh, the, the grass is on lockdown. I, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the over because I think Derek Carr is probably gonna have a four touchdown game, and Baker Mayfield's gonna have four. I mean, so I think just between the two of those, that's eight, eight right there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and then minus or plus the extra points. I mean, I don't know. It, <laughs> it go from there. Uh, was that six times eight uh, <laughs> or seven times eight? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with the over. Okay. Uh, and I will. Man, I, I. I I'll, I'll go with the Browns. I, reluctantly, I'll go with the Browns because I think this could be one of those games. And, and this is just me—the old, the old Browns stuff creeping back in. It's I just maturity-wise, I just don't have a lot of faith in this team. And, and they're gonna have to—they're gonna have to prove that to me. I mean, you, I'm not gonna be the fan who we win in Cincinnati and all of a sudden, you know, we forget what we just said the week before. You know, no, this is, and I would agree with you. This is a prove-it season. Yeah. And it's not a prove it. You got to win a championship season, right? Like yeah. the Dodgers had this year, right? You're talking like yeah. the Dodgers had to win it all this year. This, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. based on what they had done the previous few years, it was like this was a prove it that these guys can not only get to the level, but then they can conquer. Yeah. For the Browns, it's a prove it that you can get to the playoffs, that you can win some games that are are those borderline games, like that Colts game, right? Hey, they proved they could win that one. Yeah. They proved that they are not quite at the level of the. Uh, Ravens and the Steelers, but they proved that, hey, we're better than the Bengals, we're better than the Washington football team and the way the Cowboys are playing this year. So, you know, at that, if you're elevating it and saying, hey, this is the proof, this is one of those games. This is, to me, like that Colts team, it's a like-minded team, it's a like-placed team where they're battling for those wild card spots yeah. in the playoffs. These are the teams you're going to have to beat. I am going to agree with you on all counts here. I am going to give the points. I think the Browns are going to win. Um, and I, if they do, I think it's going to be by more than a field goal, right? Or a field goal at least. Yeah. So two and a half, I'd win on the field goal. And with the 31st ranked defense and the 24th ranked defense in the NFL uh, competing on this Sunday, I will gladly take the over on 51 and a half oh, the Raiders what well, they average 20 to almost 29 points a game yeah there you is I mean? uh there is no doubt that I am uh, even with the weather I understand if it's a snowstorm you know and that's the thing I would hold off on betting this one until Sunday morning yeah. until you can see you know hey yes if it is a torrential downpour if there is snow uh blessing the field <laughs> at first energy stadium then you know, maybe I would just not bet it if I had to pick at that point. I would probably still lean over just because I think these defenses are not good. But it yeah. would be one of those things where, you know, maybe if it was like that uh, San Francisco-Washington uh, game a couple years ago where, you know, it was a torrential downpour and it ended up like 9-3 to three or something like that. Maybe if the weather was so bad. So, you know, as you move into the later fall, I'd say always wait on the over-unders to, to really get a feel of what the weather is going to be on that day. Well, the forecast says, well, uh, we all know forecasts are not always right. So, yeah. but, but sitting here right now, I'm taking the over, I'm taking the Browns and I'm giving the points. I think they can do it. And as you said, this is a prove it week for this team. And, and we're hoping that they can prove it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, because you've got the buy coming up too. think about that. You, you don't want to, if you go in the buy. 
with a win against the Raiders, and you're six and two going into the bye. I, I mean, you are setting yourself up to be able to get rested and ready for that run in the second half. Um, you know, and like I said, do I think they're going to the Super Bowl? Probably not. We're not. We've proven we're not at that level. But in order to at least get the stink out of the the building, it would be it would be great to win 10, 11, 12 games. You know that it goes a long way to get rid of that just that culture of that stink that just you know losing mentality. Yeah. Um, it, you know, so I, I'm. I mean I'm, nine. I mean I'll take nine. I'll take a winning season. If no, you know, I mean even if Tony, even if. I would take I would take nine if we weren't going into the buy six and two. I think if we go into the buy six and two, you got you got to win ten eleven. Uh, you uh, have to. I'm not saying I disagree with you on that standpoint, but you know what, man, I, I'm taking nine. I, I I would I would I would consider this season a success even if they tank the second half and we go six and two. If you go three and five in that back half, what if they lose five in a row? Granted, to close the season, yo, that would be atrocious. <laughs> granted. That the second half of the season sets up really well if yeah. they can go in six and two. Houston, yes, a dangerous team. Philly, eh, semi dangerous, I guess. Yeah. But Jacksonville, right? Then you got a double whammy. You got Tennessee, Baltimore. But then you follow that and you're traveling both times. But Giants and Jets back to, and then you're got Pittsburgh at home. To close the season, that Jacksonville game, that Giants game, that Jets game should be gimmies. Yeah, right. I mean, those should be games that this Browns team should dominate, even as bad as the defense has played. That, if you can win this week, gets you to nine. Then you just have to win one of those other games. Do I think they're going to beat Baltimore or Pittsburgh, even though both of those games are at home? Not necessarily. Houston, Philly, I think are eminently winnable games. And then that Tennessee game, that'll be interesting. I'll, I'll make the call when we get to that one. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what, where, what we look like as far as health-wise. But I could just see them just running all over us in that game. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But I could also see some other things happening, too. And even that Pittsburgh game, I guess you could look at it like, hey, if, they're, if they've locked up the number one seed or something like that and we're still fighting for – whether we're hosting a wild card game or traveling for a wild card game, that could be a key yeah. a key matchup. It could be a key game for us and not a key game for them. So you might even see a W out of that if you're looking at week 17 and just kind of projecting. Know. If they rest uh, Roethlisberger and bring in Mason Rudolph, <laughs> that would be fantastic. So, <laughs> all right, Browns Packers, right. nice win at Cincinnati. Heading into the Raiders week here in Cleveland, we're, shall we say, semi-confident of the Browns and their ability to perform. Trust However, yes, so trust there. and verify. Uh, <laughs> so we're in that verification mode. Hopefully, they can provide us that verification. I, I do say I, I am beginning to trust this coaching staff a little more. So again, if I had to lean, and as our bets align, I am trusting the Browns. I'm trusting that coaching staff. They're going to put together the game plan that's going to allow this team to win this game on Sunday. Amen. Chop, chop. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.